Oh, Chris, man, thanks for coming down here today. Where are we? What is this place? If you see the sign, this is BP Cloning uh, Laboratory. And they specialize in uh, what the name says, cloning. Because we've had done uh, a twin story before and we're going to do one this week, I thought it was good to get some real-life data on an actual twin study of someone we know. Where are you going with this, man? Well, I didn't want you to be upset with me, but last week I was able to snag some of your DNA, and... How the fuck did you get that? Uh, you had left your coffee behind, so I had immediately brought that down here to the lab. Where are you going with this, man? Some of the scientists down here got together with some doctors, and we were able to clone you. So I'm happy to announce, Chris, that you now have a twin. Uh, what? A twin! Chris, you have a brother! No. This is weird. No, no, you're going to be fine, Chris. Come on. Hey, Chris, there he is. Uh, I want to introduce you to your brother. Chris, this is your twin. This is your twin, Chaz. Chaz? You would fucking name him Chaz. Chaz, say hi to Chris. Chaz? Chaz? What is, what is he doing? Ch Chaz? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chaz! Chaz! Get off of him! Chaz! Oh, oh fuck. Oh, God, this is going terribly wrong. Ooh. Oh. Well, let's hope that there is reincarnation. Podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and with me, remotely, but nonetheless still with me, is my co-host, Chris. Now, oh no, it's not Chris, it's oh, Chaz! Oh no! What are you doing back here, Chaz? <laughs> oh my god, that scared me. What are you oh. talking about? <laughs> oh. Who's been Chaz? C-H-A-double-Z. Oh! <laughs> Ah, oh, God, but with that said, uh, how are you? How are you holding up? I've never done so little in my entire life. I'm <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, if I could explain it any well, better than that. <laughs> I was uh, I was a little disconcerted yesterday when uh, I had uh, phoned you to find out that you were sleeping at 4, <laughs> 4 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> well, you know, it is tiring stuff when you don't do sh you know i don't get how it's it's possible but you ever just somehow from not doing a single goddamn thing you become tired how is that like how does that even make any sense bro it's unbelievable i fucking woke up tired yesterday so or was it yesterday or the day before i don't remember what day it was but remember it rained we don't even know what day is anymore <laughs> it fucking rained all day so yeah, like yeah, yeah. i woke up and i think i woke up at like, fucking like 10 30 or some shit I woke up to the rain hitting a window, so then that put me back to sleep for a little bit. I got up, and I was just yawning the whole day. I didn't do anything. Whatever. On a rainy day, you could go to the gym or, or a restaurant or something or whatever. But, like, now we can't go anywhere. So you just literally sit, and, like, your clothes just mold into your body. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had the same clothes on for four days. <laughs> I mean, my fucking clothes are hanging themselves up now. Oh, and I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I have some massive rolls going on and I, I have got to <laughs> I told you I was having that heel pain so I had to stop running for a little bit 
I've been swinging the uh, kettlebell and all shit, but it's just not enough. It's not the calories that I'm burning are nowhere near the calories that I'm taking in, and and now now it's no longer. Uh, you know, like I'm not on the fence about gaining weight. Now, now it's becoming a major concern. Now we have an issue. <laughs> oh, well, the worst part is too. So, like, I gave up all sweets for Lent, and now Lent just ended. <laughs> so that's this is it. This is now. It's no holes barred. I can stuff anything in my face <laughs> <laughs> and just get fatter and fatter. Did you get a little basket from the bunny? No, I, I mean I've stopped getting baskets. Years ago, uh, Bill, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. But uh, it's been quite uneventful lately. I actually went out today. I had to go to the fucking store. You know, everybody's walking around with the masks and the gloves and all shit. So I had to go and find something for these these kids to do. So I bought a badminton net, and it's like a badminton slash volleyball fucking deal. So we started playing that tonight, and everybody's fighting. Kids were crying. So <laughs> just like any other day. You, you really start to test people's patience when you when you're in, stuck in the same house for over a month now I mean this has been going on for a while and you're just little the littlest things now can just 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 hurt you <laughs> well if it, like thank God that this is actually happening in spring imagine if this shit was like January February where you couldn't even get out at all. I, I wouldn't care, dude. I would literally freeze to death outside. I, I, there's no way I could stay in here. We've been just trying to stay active like that. But I do have some big fucking news that's been taking over my life, Chris. Um, and this goes back to what you were involved with at the cloning lab, actually, in our <laughs> skit, if you recall. Um, I actually was contacted by... This is fucking crazy. I was actually contacted by a woman probably about two months ago who asked me if I had any relatives in Long Island or, you know, whatnot. Then she ended up showing me a picture of my father, so I didn't know how the fuck she got this. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, you know, this is really weird. And a cousin of mine then wrote me who she, this woman was friendly with, and she goes, she thinks that she may be your sister. I said, get the fuck out of here. So I just ignored it, and, like, I didn't want to be a government patsy and take one of those fucking DNA tests, so I held off on it. But then uh, curiosity killed the dog. Is that the correct saying, Chris? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I decided to fucking go for it, and I, I took that 23andMe test and uh, waited about fucking six weeks for this goddamn result. And lo and behold, I have a fucking sister that I have never met, and uh, I'm 45, and... It took me 45 years to find out that I actually have a sister. So then once this is all over, I'm going to get a chance to meet her. That's fucking crazy, man. This is not even part of the skit. This is actually fucking real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's, I mean, nowadays with that whole DNA thing, you know, like how how specific they can get everything. It's just crazy, like what you can find out now. Well, it, it's kind of weird. So it's like now I'm looking at her, and it's my father's kid. I, I'm like putting her picture side by side with his, and I'm now I'm starting to see the resemblance. You know, it's like one of those things you always hear about on TV and shit, like families reunited after all the time. And like I always like those stories, but <laughs> here I am starring in it. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Luckily for us. We are siblings, but 
were not a set of creepy twins like we have covered in the past. Can you think of any uh, creepy twins we discussed in the mm-hmm. past? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm just about the creepiest there are, the Erickson twins. <laughs> and they just beat the shit out of me recently on the MCs. <laughs> but yes. All you, all you wanted was some fucking directions. <laughs> you got a left hook instead. But yeah, here we are again. Tonight's episode takes us back to the United Kingdom. Chris, we can't get enough of the UK. Yeah, there just seems to be a, a ton of great cases that's located in the UK, so we'll cover as many as we can. And hopefully they like us as much as we like them. I don't know, I might. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and there goes, oh. Our, there goes our one uh, <laughs> English fan. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so tonight, we have a very creepy and mysterious I'm caught up if it is it creepy or is it fucking bullshit I don't know yet I'm 50/50 on it but tonight we're talking about the case of the Pollock twins the Pollock twins were a set of twin girls born in October of 1958 we're going to get to them and all the interesting aspects of their life but the story starts way back when with their mom and dad they were born to their father John and their mother Florence they had grown up with a pretty strong Christian faith but their dad John apparently had an obsession with reincarnation what's a weird thing to have a fucking um, obsession with right it is I mean I don't necessarily believe in it I like the idea of it it's kind of cool but but the chances kind of suck I mean so like say you have this great life and you die then what I mean it just comes back as anything like a roach (laughs) a fucking rat (laughs) like I mean how how would it be determined (laughs) you're just rolling the fucking dice when you die just to find out what you're gonna be (laughs) yeah like I don't know I mean I've heard other cases I I honestly don't even know the name I heard a case once before where apparently um, I think it was a pilot I don't know if it was World War II or one of the, one of the wars where a pilot had died and another kid. I don't know if they must have known this this person, but this this kid kept talking like he was in a war and he was speaking very specifically about exactly what was around him and the plane that he was flying. And so they they finally traced it back to this other person that had died. I don't think there was any relation. So the fact that this kid had all this information, you hear stories about it. But then again, like you have to look into it further and make sure, you know, that there wasn't any push to to set this kid in motion, you know, as to follow the footsteps of somebody else. Because as we'll find out in this case, you know, we'll let the listeners decide. But well, you that- could see how this might have a twist or to it or to a... That's a very good uh, lead-in, Chris, because as we were saying, the Father John had an obsession with reincarnation and everything involving it. He studied it. He perseverated on the whole idea of it. Leave that in the back of your mind right now, but for right now, let's talk about the Pollock family. So as we said, we had John the father and Florence the mom. They had an average everyday uh, life. They ran their own business. They had two sons, and it wasn't until 1946 when they welcomed their third child and first daughter, Joanna Pollock. So that gave them a total of three kids at that time. And then following that, in 1951, the family gave birth to a second daughter, Jacqueline. In all, they had four children, two boys and two girls, the two girls being the two youngest. The thing with the two girls is that they were known to be inseparable. Joanna, the older, was basically like a little mom to Jacqueline, the little sister, right? She would take care of her all the time. 
dressed her up in costumes. From all accounts, they had a very good life. There was one weird little side note that the parents had mentioned, and it was the fact that Joanna had a premonition that she would never grow old. She even went so far as to tell her parents, I will never be a lady. Take that as you will, but that's a weird thing for a kid to say. Kids all the time are like, oh, I never want to grow up. I always want to be a kid. So I don't know. I don't know if I could take that as... No, I, sure you- I, I don't think you can. Look, you're right, because you think about how many people say it. Oh, I don't think I'm ever going to grow to to see this age. So say you have 10 people that say that. Just the odds are that one of them is going to fucking not make it you know so like anybody can have these premonitions and then all it takes is one out of a hundred to fucking hit on it and it's like oh wow she knew but you don't know right well this guy also already believes in reincarnation so he's already got the idea in his mind the father so a couple things to note as well because this will play a factor with the twins Jacqueline at the age of three she fell into a bucket it caused her to get a small gash on her forehead right above her right eye eye near um her nose so that was a permanent scar that apparently that left a slight depression um that was visible apparently in cold weather she also had a kind of a round dark birthmark on the left side of her waist so this is something to take note because we're gonna we're gonna come back to that those specific details on Jacqueline uh it's now May of 1957 so at this point you have 11-year-old Joanna, and you have 6-year-old Jacqueline. And they are walking uh, on the side of the road to church with a friend. And apparently a, a local woman was driving, but she had recently forcefully separated from her children. So she decided that she was going to try to take her own life and was driving very erratically after apparently consuming lethal amounts of aspirin and phenobarbitone. So her erratic driving... Fucking stay home and take your own life. That fucking shit pisses me off. That is like when somebody doesn't have meds for their... um, Like, sometimes a diabetic won't have meds, I think. And if they don't get it, like, they they start basically almost, like, hallucinating and, and, like, getting very wobbly or whatever. And I've literally... This happened to my friend. A guy decided that he was going to try to drive himself to the hospital and ends up crashing into his fence, which is right near where his kids play. And luckily they weren't home. Jesus Just, Christ. They could fucking, you could fucking kill somebody. And that's exactly what happened in this story. But unfortunately, the fucking kids were there and they did get struck. And this woman actually fucking killed Johanna and Jacqueline as well as one of their family friends. So three kids perished in that fucking car accident due to this woman's actions. And they said that that she took lethal quantities, so I'm assuming she died too, the driver? They don't say anything about that. Yeah, I don't know. They never really mentioned what happened to the driver after that. Could you just imagine, like, not even losing one of your children, which is fucking horrifying enough, but to lose two at once. I mean, my God, the the, the fucking hole and left in your yeah. life and the emptiness left in your fucking life where do you go from there and you know i've heard stories of a lot of couples who had a child die a lot of them end up separating due to it just because you know you're around that person you're in that house and everything in your life reminds you of your child that just creates this ongoing sense of fucking gloom and doom and depression but that's not what happened here. John and Florence actually ended up staying together. And not only staying together, 
within 15 months, they actually gave birth to a set of twin girls. So you got to think about that. What kind of mental state they would be in. In a 15-month period, you go from losing two daughters to then having two new daughters being born, right? So the accident that killed Joanna and Jacqueline happened in May of 1957 and then on October 4th 1958 Florence gave birth to Jennifer and Jillian it's such a mind fuck to think about like so you're completely depressed and and distraught over having lost your daughters but then at the same time you have two new daughters coming into your life so you have that joy and that happiness too like could you imagine what the fuck would you even I, I'm, I'm trying to think about this as a parent like what, what would my mindset be i i don't and I, I can't even think of an answer it's so fucked up and crazy yeah. could be even just fear too but at the same time let's put it this way so they had two more daughters and they're they're twins right so they lost two daughters obviously when you're you're expecting to only have one kid instead they have two and not only do they have two but they have two daughters so now right off the bat to them that's probably like a sign from god or something right like they were meant to have two more daughters to replace the ones that they lost it's crazy too because they you know i don't don't know back then how easy it was to determine whether or not you had twins it's not like nowadays but the doctor said that there was only a there was only going to be a single birth based on a fetal heartbeat so i guess he had only heard one heartbeat and you got to remember too because obviously there's it's genetic for people having twins and what do they say it skips a generation so I wonder if there was any history of twins in either of their families, because if there wasn't, this would be even more. Well, crazy. actually, I, I looked that up. According to John, the dad, there were no history of twins in either side of the family. But take that with a grain of salt. I mean, if that's true, that's that's extremely crazy. I mean, that's it's not only rare, but the fact that they lost two and then two more are born. For all intents and purposes, I mean, we're talking about, what, a year and a half here, right? Where you had two daughters die and you have two daughters born. As if your mind wouldn't already be kind of like fucked with all this going on, things start to get a little bit strange as the twins, Jillian and Jennifer, grow a little older. And it's around age two to three that the parents start to notice some odd things. Wouldn't you say, Chris? Yes, odd behavior indeed. In fact, and you have to remember now that this is, they're talking about reincarnation of the same family, right? This is not reincarnation of their two kids past and then a stranger that they don't know has two kids that have identical behavior as their daughters have passed. So this is within the same family. So let's just lead you with the father believes in reincarnation and they have twins. So you can imagine his thinking right now is that, oh my God, this is reincarnation. I mean, it wasn't even a belief in reincarnation. It was almost like an obsession, right? I mean, he talked about this shit nonstop, almost to the point where it was becoming somewhat of a, a troublesome part of his relationship with Florence at one point. He wanted proof of reincarnation so bad that you almost want to ask that question was he kind of forcing this or pushing this on these little girls so that's a question that you gotta ask yourself and keep that in mind you have to remember too all right so these parents are pretty broken after not that long ago 
it takes a very long time to get over, I'm assuming, to get over a death of two of your own children. You probably never will get over it. She must have been pregnant, what, I want to say seven months after they passed? And then, you know, pregnancy is about nine to ten months, so she gave birth after that. But, like, you know, just more than a half a year goes by, and they're they're already trying for more kids. The reason I'm assuming that they would do that is to fill that void. You got to also hope too, because he's so, so much into, and as you were saying, he's so into reincarnation that pushing this onto his two kids is, is really horrible. Actually, you know, if, if he's just pushing the beliefs onto them and making them believe that they're reincarnated, it's kind of, a little bit damaging. Yeah, well, it, it certainly <laughs> it certainly sounds like there's an agenda here, but we'll go a little deeper into it because as uh, Jillian and Jennifer grew, uh, I think it was probably around the age of three is when you know they started becoming a little more verbal, and they were making requests to the parents of certain toys that they wanted to play with, and apparently Jillian and Jennifer had claimed old toys that had belonged to the deceased sisters now as their own, as if they were the original owners of them. Like, you know, they they were recalling certain aspects of them. And there's one specific example that apparently Jillian said, oh, there's my toy ringer, where the fuck that is. And that had belonged to Joanna, the daughter that had died. In addition to that, John and Florence also said that they heard the twins, Jillian and Jennifer, talking about the details of the accident that claimed the lives of their sisters, Jacqueline and Joanna. As a matter of fact, they actually said that one day they overheard Jillian talking to Jennifer and saying, the blood is coming out of your eyes. That's where the car hit you. I I don't know. I mean, to me, that sounds like the parents obsessing over the death of the, the, the two daughters that had died prior, or maybe these toddlers overheard their parents talking about this and were then trying to like reenact it or it was a, a vivid memory in their head at the time. I certainly hope he didn't tell them like two of your your sisters, you know, they died this way. Like you got to hope that they didn't explain in detail what happened. Jesus because, Christ, especially at three years old. Right. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt here and say that he didn't tell them that because that would be terrible. Also, when we mentioned about the birthmark Jillian points to Jennifer's forehead to the birthmark and says that is the mark that Jennifer got when she fell on a bucket now the one who fell on the bucket was Jacqueline right so that was the younger of the the two sisters that passed now when they say fall on the bucket like what the fuck does that even mean because I saw an interview with the father John and he said that she had fallen off of a tricycle so like did she fall going forward into the bike and then like her head landed in a bucket in front of the I I don't understand it it's interesting because this thing says first that there she says it's where she fell on a bucket and then the other things part says that Jacqueline fell into a bucket I'm assuming maybe yeah maybe she hit her head on this bucket that caused this gash on her forehead if it's a metal bucket that's gonna fucking hurt I, I mean it leaves a permanent mark so but Jennifer you know she didn't fall on a bucket she's you know, one of the twins, Jennifer has was, a birthmark that apparently is in the same location that Jacqueline got the scar on the bucket. So that's 
the other creepy yeah part, she was uh, born with a, a birthmark that actually looked like a scar right one of the things that the, apparently the doctors end up saying is how inc- crazy it is that Jillian and Jennifer are monozygotic twins so coming from one egg they're true identical I guess they don't share the same birthmarks apparently that's rare I'm not you know, I'm not exactly sure, but the fact that only one of them has this birthmark and happens to have it in the same spot where her late sister got a scar from falling on a bucket is pretty intense, too. Well, and that's the thing. Like, there, there were so many different correlations made between the deceased sisters and then the new twin sisters that were born. So much so that they even began pointing out different kind of, like, landmarks of places that they had never been. Even saying that, oh, that's where we went to school. That's the park we used to play at. Meanwhile, they had never seen these fucking places before. Again, you got to ask yourself, was that maybe the mom and dad had showed them pictures or talking about where they used to live or this and that? We don't know, you know? I mean, well, this is so fucking hard to believe, especially now Now we're in 2020. This is happening back in 1960, right? So there's so much more advancements that this becomes harder and harder to believe that it's actually a case of reincarnation. Once the daughters started playing the game that we talked about, like the one laying on the floor saying that your head's fucking bleeding and there's shit coming out of you, you know, and there's blood coming out of your eyes, that coupled with their fear of automobiles saying that they're going to be hit by a car or they they get very jumpy and and scared whenever they see automobiles getting too close so you put those two things together and then you know that starts to become what appears to be a a major psychological issue so the parents at that point contacted dr ian stevenson who researched the case exclusively. Dr. Stevenson is not a medical doctor. He was actually a paranormal psychologist. So and, not a doctor at all. <laughs> no. no he, Ooh, so uh, sorry, Doc. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he had examined the girls for a number of years, interviewing them and interviewing the parents. He actually concluded that they were the deceased sisters reincarnated. He even said that they had taken on personality traits of the deceased sisters i don't know man that sounds like god i just don't believe it i just come out and say i don't fucking believe it i'll tell you one thing his word is not going to validate it (laughs) (laughs) not for me anyway not that paranormal psychology degree um but to me this sounds like coercion coaxing or kind of like um guiding by the parents he also makes note that jennifer was codependent upon her sister Jillian the same way Jacqueline was on Joanna and that that we've seen that before in a number of the other twin cases that we've looked into there always appears to be a dominant twin and a submissive twin which is yeah that's creepy and and does that role ever change either like you know I know we were talking about in shared psychosis how one tends to be truly psychotic and then the other one kind of almost is like a puppet you know and just kind of follows along you know, that's, that's another thing, you know, like you got to think about this from different angles. And one of the things that, that I was thinking about before, too, about apparent their apparent fear of automobiles, wouldn't the parents probably have told them to be very careful of cars Oh fuck yeah. and probably instilled fear in them because of what happened to their to their two daughters? I mean, of course, they're going to they're going to want them to be safe on the road now after that had happened. And they probably scared scared him to death telling him you know cars or how dangerous cars are and that to me could have been 
correlated to the parents actually instilling that fear, not necessarily it being inherent. It's tough to it's tough to honestly believe either way here. I mean, like I, I guess it really comes down to if you truly believe in reincarnation, which I can't. I I'll never discount anything, but I'll never I'll never tell you that it's true either. That picture I posted of the Apollo twins on Instagram, woo, they are fucking creepy looking. I think they're probably like maybe four or five years old in that picture. And it's just unnerving. They're in the same outfit. They have these big eyes. And I, I don't know. There's something about this picture that I do not like. They always they always find one good one of, of twins to make it look like something out of uh, The Shining. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how they're, yeah, they're standing right next to each other. Kind of looks like that a little bit. So one other thing, apparently, you know, and this is not really that major, but apparently when the girls were nine months old, they moved from their home in Hexham. Apparently at the age of four, the family decided to visit Hexham again for the first time since they had moved away. And they were walking towards a park that apparently they were not inside of yet. And Jillian and Jennifer said that they wanted to cross the road to go to the park and swings as if they knew exactly where to go and as if they had been to this park before that's another count but again this is coming from the pollocks um, and i mean it's like what we said though before it's like these places and things could have been accounted for by showing them pictures, pictures. Yeah. yeah and just memories because i mean obviously i would think that you know they what the older daughters died at ages 11 and six so you're gonna have a decade worth of memorabilia at least you know pictures and and so the 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 girls get older and it just stops basically they 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 don't recall apparently any of their behavior as as children and and they don't recall acting like their siblings, but they accept the fact that they are indeed reincarnated. That's basically how the story goes here. I saw the dad, John, on a video on YouTube. It was like for a BBC uh, segment, and they're walking to the cemetery, and he's like, ah, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. It's like, ah, there's just this grave here for these two dead girls, but they're not there anymore. They've been reincarnated. So it's like, this guy is just hell-bent on his belief in reincarnation. But then you got to ask yourself, is it that, or is it a survival technique for him? Yeah, probably to to just get by this whole thing, and psychologically, yeah, a way for him to cope. Yeah, I mean, and and there have been a bunch of skeptics as well. Then they basically come out and say the same fucking things that we're saying, you know, like could have been guidance by the parents and like even whether they meant to do it or not, you know, it could have just been that they wanted their daughters back so badly that they started believing it themselves, you know, and further push that on to the twins. You just don't fucking know. But because it's in the same family and the father is so into reincarnation, it just adds to the skepticism of this whole thing. So, like, I'll tell you right now, I don't think I'm going to buy this one. I'm Ooh, sorry. Chris, I've never seen you be that stern. That's Jesus. 2.5 yeah. out of 10. I'm going to one-up you. I am going 0. .07 out of 10. <laughs> I don't believe this for a fucking second. I think that this guy just had such an obsession with reincarnation that because we there were... Because there were even accounts that it was causing trouble in his relationship. So, I mean, that's a 
pretty big fucking obsession to have. You know, it's going to actually start causing issues within your your marriage. You know, you have that as a precursor to the death of these two daughters. And then, lo and behold, you lose two daughters. And then, 17 months later, you give birth to two new daughters. Well, shit. If you really, truly believe in reincarnation, that is your fucking proof right there. That's your proof in the pudding, right? Because you would lose yeah. two daughters. 17 months later, two new daughters are born. No, I was going to say, right, and they're twins. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you got two at the same time. You didn't have two separate. You had them at the same time. I give that. The bo- the birth of the twins, uh, we don't know the history of John and Florence, even though they, they claim that they have no history of twins in their family. And who knows how accurate of a history they have of their own family back, you know, in that day and age. It's not as easy as getting a 23 and me, you know, ah. <laughs> um, that itself, having twins after losing two children, a mere year and a half later, that is, that certainly, uh, will turn some heads as you were saying, because of his belief in reincarnation was so strong. I think the death of his daughters exacerbated that having twins kind of just validated his belief in reincarnation. And then he just, he just took it from there and ran with it. But the girls, or should I say women, I mean, they're 62 years old now, live a relatively normal life. Like we said, they look back on it and they don't have any recollection of this, but they do, I guess, just follow their father's beliefs and believing that they were the sisters reincarnated. What the fuck can I say? Let them believe what they want. We won't challenge it. <laughs> but anyway, that's it, Chris. I mean, I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else you want to say about this shit? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it appears last week when I did not give the rundown of the information of where to find us, it changed absolutely nothing because <laughs> for another week, uh, nobody's contacted me. I, I think I've gotten 10 likes on a fucking picture I put up of the twins or some shit. Although our Joe Exotic, the tiger dick, that episode's doing really well. That's all anyone's talking about these days. And I, I think it's jumped the shark for me. I'm fucking over it. It's definitely died off. It's crazy how how fast things become um, viral and then and how quickly they just disappear. Oh, after. it's the way of the world now, man. It's like yeah. you, there's just so much information to get access to that there's always something new coming up. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, at least we hit that one when uh, it was hot. So that's good. Oh, and and I realized I was saying Carol Baskins the whole fucking episode when her name is Carol Baskin, <laughs> like a goddamn idiot. All right, I'm giving a rundown this week. Maybe somebody will write me if you would like to get in touch with us you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook at the between the cracks podcast or if you're really interested in getting close and personal with us you can contact us on instagram and that is between the cracks podcast as well and i don't even know why you would be closer on instagram compared to facebook what does that even mean (laughs) what the fuck am i getting at all right that's it for me i need to go back to bed (laughs) Go back to doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) All right, guys. So until next week, we will see you later. You know, obviously these people, (laughs) obviously these people, (laughs) obviously, you know, and that would have, oh God, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, I shouldn't say say that. In addition, 
Slow down, asshole. <coughs> in addition to that, <laughs> in addition to that, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> no, we're definitely not putting that in there. Here, this is BP. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is. Do you want to smell it? Definitely not. <laughs> not after not after this quarantine. <laughs> Fucking caked up. <laughs> Do you like bunnies? That works. So stupid. You so, gotta put in some stupid ass fake scream when he's killing me. <laughs> just to make it <laughs> just to make it sound ridiculous. Well, I was getting so fucking mad that I need to die in one of these. Like, let me just download this. She goes, it's not fair that you die. I, I go, do you really think that actually that people are actually dying? This is a fucking show. 